Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Dennis Knight of the Savannah Morning News. This is this week's version of On the 50-Yard Line podcast. We're going to take a look at some of the top teams in our area, see how they did last week, and take a look what they got coming up on their schedule. Benedictine got off the schneid last week as the Cadets won their first game of the season, 48-17 in visiting North Dakota. DC wanted to get that ground game, and they did just that with behind Justin Thomas, the senior running back receiver who is committed to play at University of Georgia as a baseball player. It's not a real He can also play a little football. And he showed it again Friday night as he ran for 214 yards, 14 carries. Ran for a pair of touchdowns, including a 92-yard run. He also had a third, three catches for 77 yards receiving and a 57-yard touchdown catch on a trick play. Cam Edge throwing that touchdown strike to him. Senior quarterback Holden Gurner had another big game for the cadets. The Auburn commit rushed for 39 yards and a pair of touchdowns and was 13 of 22 passing for 145 yards and a score. Junior Zaquan Bryant continued to have an excellent season. Six catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Seems like he's good for 100 yards and a touchdown in every game this year and he is a threat to go to the house anytime he touches the ball. On defense, the team was much improved over their first two games, which were losses to Columbus and Buford. Holden Sapp, the senior linebacker who was committed to play at Army, had 10 tackles and an interception, while sophomore Bryce Baker had 10 tackles at middle linebacker. Here's one to watch for the cadets this season is Sophomore defensive tackle Jeremiah Thomas, the other JT on this team. Six foot, 295 pounder, missed most of his freshman year with an injury. He's coming on strong in a starting role for the cadets this year, and he had eight tackles, including two for losses and a sack in the win over North Coney. On Thursday night, BC will, will be hosting Wayne County. 7 o'clock kickoff at Memorial Memorial Stadium. Wayne County is 0-3, and they're coming off a 33-30 loss against South Effingham as the Mustangs won their first game of the year behind Liam Rickman's heroics. Rickman connected on a 38-yard field goal to win the game as time expired. and He had hit a 50-yarder in, earlier in the year. This is one of the top kickers in our area. Cam Edwards had a big game for the Mustangs with 111 yards and a touchdown run as they won their first game. Last week, I went down to uh, to Brunswick to see New Hampstead, who was undefeated at the time, play against the Pirates. Brunswick ended up winning the game 52-24. to 
New Hampshire had put itself in a hole early and couldn't dig out. They allowed a 95-yard kick return down to the five-yard line on, on the opening kick, and Brunswick punched it in from there, the next play. And then an interception led to a, at midfield led to a four-play drive and another score, and then a blocked punt added to uh, to New Hampshire's problems as that set up Brunswick on the 10-yard line, and I think two plays later they punched it in once again to take a 21-0 lead with eight minutes left in the first quarter. But I was impressed with Coach Kyle Hockman. He, uh, he never let that let it get to him. He, he was telling his coaches on the headset, keep coaching, keep coaching. And he made it a learning experience for his team. They came back to make a game of it, closing to within two scores twice. Junior quarterback Pauly Seeley had a, an impressive showing. He was 14 of 37 with about five drops. And he threw for 240 yards with two touchdown passes. And uh, he's he's got a good way about him back there. He knows how to lead, and he's got a great instinct for the game. And I think he's, uh, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in our area for the next couple of years. Toriano Bias, the senior receiver, had another big game with seven catches for 95 yards, including a really uh, dazzling touchdown catch of about 35 yards from Sealy. He went up high to get it with the defender draped all over him and was juggling the ball and managed to stay focused and bring it down for the touchdown. Cam Bing played really well up front on the offensive line for New Hampshire and showed his leadership when, when things were some of his teammates were getting frustrated. He kind of kept them kept them under control and uh, kept them focused on the game. So I was really impressed the way New Hampshire tried to make the best of this of a pretty lopsided loss, and, and I think they'll use it going forward to their advantage. They're off this week and then take on Groves next week after that. Another team that's been doing real well is uh, Calvary Day. The Cavs improved to 4-0 with a 28-0 win on the road at North Cobb, on the road at North Cobb Christian. Uh, Calvary came into the game ranked number three among Class A private teams in the state, and they beat North Cobb, which was ranked number 10. Jake Merklinger, the Standout sophomore quarterback had another impressive showing, 14 of 18, passing for 196 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 31 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown. He's he's the sophomore who picked up offers from Michigan State and Cincinnati over the summer. Freshman Donovan Johnson continued to impress. The running back ran for 72 more yards and a touchdown. He now has 450 yards rushing through four games and four touchdowns. He's leading the area in rushing. This kid's uh, about six foot one, 200 pounds. He looks more like a college freshman than a high school freshman, and he's going to be going to be a big time recruit uh, by the time shooting. Right now, he should be already, but he's he's one to watch as Calgary moves forward in this season. AJ Butts, his the. His teammate AJ Butts is just a sophomore, and he, he's emerged as one of the best one of the best two-way players in the area, playing linebacker and running back. Last week he rushed for 60, or I'm sorry, he rushed for 71 yards on seven carries and had a 64-yard touchdown reception to go along with 12 tackles. He leads the team with 37 tackles, 
And this is a defense that includes guys like Troy Ford, the junior linebacker who has offers from Notre Dame, Auburn, and Georgia Tech, along with defensive tackle Terry Simmons, who's who's been very impressive so far and should be getting a lot of college interest. The 300-pounder has so much athleticism up front, along with Juwan Johnson, who anchors that that secondary. He has offers from Army and Gardner-Webb, and the, those all those guys helped Calvary pitch an impressive shutout on the road at North Cobb Christian. And before we get to our on the 50-yard line interview with Island's football coach, Deshaun Printup, we wanted to give ourselves a little plug here about the coverage we have at SavannahNow.com. If you're looking for the, the latest on the Georgia Southern football team, who will be starting a quarterback, what coach Chad Lunsford has in mind for the next game, keep a keep a, an eye on Nathan Dominus's coverage. He's also got the coverage for Savannah State, which won its first game last last week with a win over Livingstone. And if you want to keep up on all the, what's happening on the high school front, you can also come to savannahnow.com to find that information. We'll have features, opinion columns, game stories, and more there. If you aren't already a subscriber, now's the time to try us out. You can get a full access to our digital content for just a dollar a month for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com forward slash subscribe now to sign up. Now here's the on the 50 yard line interview with Deshaun Printup of Islands. He's in his second year leading the Shark program, second full season. And they're coming off the best year in school history last season when they won their first playoff game and finished the season with a seven and two record. We talked to Coach Printup about what to expect this year from the Sharks and the challenges he faces after losing so much talent to graduation. Okay, Coach Brinup, this is your second year, second full season as the head coach at Islands. Last year, you guys had the best season in school history, going 7-2, and two, winning that first playoff game against Hardaway. But you lost a lot to graduation, including uh, quarterback Jaden Adams and then the, the anchor of that defense, linebacker Bubba Chisholm. What's been the biggest challenge this year getting the team going? Uh, basically, the biggest challenge this year is trying to, be, uh, to find guys to fill those roles, to fill – not just their roles on the field, but also those leadership roles. Like you said, Jaden was the leader of our offense above it after the injury to Demonte took over as the leader of our defense. So just trying to find leaders, not necessarily just one guy, but a couple guys to fill those shoes. Okay, you lost your opener to Windsor Forest and bounced back last week with a 19-7 to win over Johnson. What kind of improvement did you see in the team in that second game? Uh, we limited our mistakes on the offensive side of the ball and our penalties and things like that. So Basically, just our discipline was better the second game. Um, a lot of the penalties in that first game were, I chalked it up to first game judge. You know, guys were excited to play and playing against crossing and robbery. So we expected a few of those things, but last week we fine-tuned some of those discipline as well. Okay, up front on the defensive line, you got Sharon McGirt, uh, Jr. A lot of people are are comparing him to DeMonte Smith, and he ran back a, a fumble last week for 67 yards. What can fans expect from him going coming through the rest of the season? Yeah, uh, Sharon McGirt is going to be another big name, just like DeMonte was for us. And uh, the good thing about Sharon is he's a junior. He's getting that junior campaign that DeMonte didn't get. So he's uh, drawing that attention that I think he deserves. He's worked hard this summer, coming to workouts, and I got in better shape from game one to game two. And, that six, seven-yard rumble, man, that was huge. We needed that help. So 
Sparky gave us the lead uh, in that game last week, and he continues to play well, forcing fumbles, sacking the quarterback, things like that. So he's uh, he's going to be a force. Okay, then we have senior Langston Lewis. Uh, he committed to Central Michigan as a receiver over the summer. He's got four interceptions in two games, two in each game. What uh, what do you expect from him this season? How is he kind of adapting to that leadership role? Uh, Langston's going to be our guy this year on both sides of the ball, whether it's offense and defense. We're still fine uh, trying to iron out some of those wrinkles on offense to get him the ball a little bit more, but uh, he's accepting the role. He knows that he's going to be double covered week after week, and he knows that when we put him in, uh, he's going to be in on passing situations. So uh, the ball's going to be in there, and he knows how to find the ball. That's one thing that he's always been great at. Okay, replacing Jaden Jaden Adams, who's now at Savannah State, a quarterback is has been a big uh, a big test this year. What is the quarterback situation looking like for you right now? Uh, right now, we still have our two quarterback system. We have Jeremiah Gabriel, who's the senior, and Amari Vega, who's the sophomore. Um, they both have started the game now. Uh, Jeremiah fortunately got a win last week, and Amari came up hurt and injured in the uh, first game. So he's back. He's 100%. So we'll use this game to evaluate both of them. They'll get equal amount of snaps, and we'll see who uh, is going to be our guy starting next week. Okay, Coach. And the last question, you got uh, Savannah High this week, followed by Brunswick, a tough team from, from Class 6A coming into uh, coming into town the next week. What are your What do you expect in those two games and going forward with the team for the rest of the season? Uh, big thing, the biggest thing tomorrow is we're going to try to play, we're going to try to limit our mistakes, continue to eliminate our mistakes that we made and things like that. So we're going to build on what we started last week. Um, try to get the ball moving a little bit more on the offensive side. We have a few things that we're going to do uh, differently this week and get prepared for Savannah High tomorrow, but also for Brunswick next week. Okay, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.